So they have like you you're facing your own death, you're struggling with your sexuality, uh, finding out you're adopted, and then and then like they they sit down and have this conversation about how to use a tampon, and it was really funny. One of the best conversations in the entire series. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Los Wise Guys podcast. I am one of your hosts, Eslam, a.k.a. Ra, God of the Sun, accompanied by Dan, Emperor Disco, and Dan, Papa Sun Killer. How's it going, fellas? Doing amazing. Friday Junior in the works. I'm feeling good. It's almost the weekend. Let's go. Fuck yeah. I had like five meetings today, and I'm just like, Why? But like you said, it's Friday, Junior. Can't wait for the weekend, man. You need to get um, uh, the Simpsons glasses with the eyes and just be knocking <laughs> out. <laughs> but um, what I also can't wait for is for you guys to go check out our social media accounts, Instagram, Twitter. Those are our handles on the bottom there of your screen. Go check them out. Go give us a follow. And while you're doing that as well, go check out the Los Wise Guys dot com our website uh we have some amazing content up there go check out the lwgf vgl um it's really starting to heat up people making moves um you know people losing points uh fuck digimon survive but um it is what it is you know what i'm saying you do see henry in the chat asking you specifically for a birthday shout out right Oslo? Hey, what's up, Henry? Happy birthday. I love you, but fuck Digimon Survive. And then he says hello to the double Ds. That would be us. Disco. What's up? What's up? That's right. Henry, are you part dog? How do you have a birthday every week? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. We are going to be reviewing Paper Girls, um, which is a show on the Amazon. Uh, what he's happen? a fox. He Henry says said fox. he's a fox when he asked if he was a dog. Uh-huh. So, so <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Uh, he is the killer fox. Um, he's an inferno killer fox, and by uh, I'm guessing he's blue, blue yeah. killer. Fox. Yeah. I'm not listening. Oh, to God, this. we're I not refuse. doing this again. I refuse blue to shit. <laughs> this I will legit take shit. my headset off and just wait. Um, <laughs> he's but, like started over. Fuck it. But listen, listen. Let's get into the Paper Girls review. Uh, new show on Amazon, uh, based off a comic book. Dan, you want to give us a quick. Uh, like info about the comic book? Oh man, I read it a while ago, so I don't know uh, what like company or the, if you remember. I feel like it's an image. Um, I could double check that, but it's um, it's obviously sense. not one of the main ones. Um, this came out like right before Stranger Things showed up on uh, on Netflix. Oh, interesting. So you know, so it's like uh, once Netflix kind of came out with Stranger Things, I discovered this comic book as so as many other people did as well, and they're just like, hey this is kind of scratching that stranger things fix and it's already it had already been out for like a year so there were like mm-hmm. you know a couple like issues and stuff maybe a little bit longer than that even but um i mean i i fell in love with the comic it was a great comic book um like i said uh to you guys uh when i found out that it was going to be adapted into a tv show i was like i don't know you know how i feel about tv shows but, yeah um, yeah yeah it is an image comics i just looked it up nice but um yeah and it's written by brian k vaughn one of the best writers yeah. there is in all of comic books. One hundred percent. Um, you know, so speaking of <laughs> speaking of, you don't like things adapted into shows. What were your initial thoughts on this show? It's it's pretty okay. It's um, I enjoyed it for the most part. It, it wasn't it, didn't, it wasn't anything spectacular. I did have a good time. 
I didn't hate it. It's it's really just if I'm ranking it on a five point scale, let's say I'm giving it a three, right in the middle. Mm. You know. Okay, it's a little bit more than the middle, but I get what you mean. Um, Two and a half. <laughs> okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Give it the three. Give it the three. Um, He's like, fuck it. I'm giving it a one. <laughs> He's like, this is your fault. Uh, <laughs> you did it. Now they won't make a second season. Uh, who am I kidding? This ain't Netflix. Disco, what did you think about this show? I, Initial uh, thoughts. I was going in fresh, like a lot of things. I was going in fresh. And uh, overall, like Dan said, I don't think it was anything legendary. But it did have a lot of good qualities. And I had a lot of nice surprises for me. I was just like, mm-hmm. a, a couple times I was just like, oh, snap. What the? Yeah. Like, you know, I had some, like, jaw-dropping moments. And uh Overall, you know, I, I really love the characters. For for me, watching a bunch of girls, you know, I was just like going to be like, oh, God. But they were actually pretty cool. Nice little ragtag group of paper girls just really ride or die and just up for the crazy, craziest little random adventure. And overall, uh, I think it's worth the watch. Definitely check it out. Um, uh, like Dan did, I'm going to give a, a scale of one to five. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say four. It was good. It was good. Okay, okay. Yeah. So if you want to see what this ragtag group of girls look like, uh, this is them over here. Uh, These are the paper girls. And um, for me, I the show started like a little slow and it picked up uh, uh, pretty quickly for me. Uh, Disco, you were 100% right. There was some moments in there. I was like, what the fuck is this even doing in here? Like I had none of that, sadly. Like I knew um, going in what to expect. So ah, okay. You yeah. saw so, the comic, so we never, so probably... yeah, we never oh, the read comic the comic. Is significantly crazier than this show. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> comics animations are always going to be crazier than like it's a cheaper TV to show. draw something than make it into a live action. Yeah, like all the Very CGI true. VFX and like you know, but for what it was, I mean, like there was like some moments I was like, "What is happening right now?" <laughs> like <laughs> this is crazy. But it was a lot of fun for me. I enjoyed a lot of the conversations that these girls were having. They made them go through some shit, man. Like, like some really grown up shit. And like these girls were from the '80s, and they traveled. And I loved their interactions with the future. Um, it was really funny. Spoilers, so, a little spoilers. Um, yeah, so well, this shows a lot about a lot of time travel. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm not spoiling what the story is about. Yeah, exactly. But it, it is about time travel. Um, so their interactions with the future, uh, like technology and stuff like that, was really funny. They had a they had a lot of like coming of age conversations, which was uh, very interesting and like. I didn't know about and like I have young nieces and I'm sure they're going to go through some of this stuff too. Um, they they tackled a lot, a lot of like themes like uh, like that we're going to get into detail later that would spoil <laughs> things if I said them right now. Yeah. But I would give it yeah I think I would give it a four out of five also like it was very enjoyable. It was different. Um, it was it had a little bit of the same vibes as Stranger Things but not the same you know it wasn't uh, based in horror yeah no it was based on time travel and i love sci-fi and time sci-fi. travel as well yeah, yeah so it was a, it was many, a lot of fun for me yeah not as many characters <laughs> yeah definitely see, they with, kept with, it. see with that being said um what are the chances that you guys can name the four girls uh so uh, i know so the one in red right here is mac mm-hmm. aaron uh, this Tiz, is kj mac 
All right. Well, I was gonna try, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron, Disco KJ, just said, "Fuck it. I don't care. This is my chance to shine." Yeah. I know. I, I gotta shine when I can. When I can put my dementia to shame. Like <laughs> he's like, "This is. I don't get many of these moments." But it's all the opportunities that I'm taking it. Yeah. I mean, Mac was the I, Mac was the easiest one for me. Um, and then I was gonna go to KJ because again, two letters. And then honestly. Uh, I I almost forgot what she was called as well, Tiffany, uh, Tiff, and then you you got Aaron, yeah. So it was uh, it was interesting. I would have also man. accepted new girl. Oh, right, <laughs> new girl. New yeah. girl. <laughs> Money How many bag does this for, uh, KJ. Yeah. Uh, tell me, t- let me ask you this: Does Mac look like John Connor to anybody else? Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. The whole time. The whole like, time. I'm just like, if they wanted to make John this into Connor, like a um, come with me if you into a Terminator 2 spinoff, I was like 100. percent I was like 100. I was like, why is John Connor's little sister running around? <laughs> you just have Arnold Schwarzenegger just pop out of nowhere. Be it's like time travel. They're, yeah. they're both time travel related. He's it like, could have worked. Get on my chopper if you want to live. Nope. Like. He has a motorcycle. <laughs> Spoiler warnings, everyone. Uh, I think it's time for us to get into a little bit of the nitty gritty. And uh, I want to I want to sh- share something else with you guys. What they kind of look like in the comic books, and and the casting is is spot on. Yeah, My goodness! Really like wow. look look at how great the casting yep. choices are. Like Mac, KJ, Aaron, mm-hmm. like Tiffany, they all look perfect yeah so like shout out <laughs> when to the i saw casting. that in the trailer i was just like oh man they're they're, yeah. they're nailing it they're nailing. Oh, yeah. shout out to the casting director shout out to like amazon they did a great job with the casting all the little girls were phenomenal actresses yep. um they were so good uh, even with like the drama they were really good i'm gonna shit on marvel real quick um i do, like i mean i have nothing against her but like uh the actress from miss marvel could not do drama to save her life she was it was not it did not come off well on screen but these girls were really great um when they did like the uh the dramatic acting and they and they were pretty good with the funny stuff too like they had some funny moments in there so i love that mac has the cigarette there that's yeah Yeah. totally totally her (laughs) based off the show one thing I want to say is um going in like I said I, I did read the comic granted I don't remember everything about the comic so there's some stuff that were like that was missing uh, in terms of my memory there but for the most part it wasn't so much the sci-fi stuff that got me it was the the drama really like the storytelling mm-hmm. between the characters and, and the, like going in they made you think oh it's a show about this girl who's the new girl with paper girls and then as you progress like no they're all main characters all yeah. four of them are main characters and i mm-hmm. love that they didn't focus on one they didn't forget about the other they each had time to develop and grow as characters um and i felt like that was done very very well like as as like a whether it be funny or emotional, I feel like in terms of drama and character development, they did very, very good with that. That I'll give them a lot of credit for. Uh, just to piggyback, I think honestly the 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 actress's chops really carried it. And honestly, like to reiterate, the drama was the meat and potatoes, which is mm-hmm. you know new for me because I'm always like, oh, action, action, action. But this time I was drawn to these little girls, and not in a bad way. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I was like really invested in them and what i really liked was like the internal drama with them and like what yeah. they're dealing in their own lives but then but really what i really liked was when they uh went to the future or past or, or whatever it was the future and uh and they met their future selves it was just like this is me and then like there's a lot of moments where it's just like 
yeah, it's such like a, how such would... a dramatic change. And then, you know, with KJ and meeting herself, she's just like, <gasps> spoiler, I'm gay. Like, yeah, you know, she's just like was crying in the bathroom. I was like, it's oh funny because like episode one, I was like, KJ, I could have told you that in the first episode. I was like, <laughs> oh, you didn't know, but <laughs> but, but yeah, so was, they had the, it was the... really cool to see those interactions and, and see them kind of be shocked at them themselves, really. Yeah. <laughs> and then you and see the older version. The older versions of themselves meeting the younger versions, especially with Tiff, where she was just like touching her, like, are you like real? Kind of like, like, (laughs) dude, the whole time that was happening with Tiff, I was just like, if they want to make a really funny thing, that's just some random girl who's high, who's touching her face. Like, that's not future Tiff. (laughs) I really thought that was the route they were going to go down. And like the future Tiff was coming. I was like, leave her alone. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I really thought that's what they were going to go with. Uh, But yeah, like you mentioned, like, um, them meeting their older selves and kind of like judging their older selves very hard and very harshly. And I was just like, what would my younger self, how would they judge me like? And so it was just, it was very interesting. And especially with like Aaron and Tiff were like the harshest judgers of their older selves because they had like this notion of what they wanted to be. Like they were very goal oriented where Aaron was like, I'm going to be like a senator with like kids and all this. And like Tiffany was just going to be like MIT. Like I'm going to be the baddest chick on like the 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 tech block. You know what I mean? I'm going to and she's super smart as well. And then you have um, KJ who finds out she's um, like a lesbian and then like doesn't even know how to handle. She's like, wait, th- there's no way. Like, how do you and then like she acts like her own cousin and she talks to her future girlfriend and she's like, Which, how do you know? The fact that that's how she comes to terms with it. She's speaking to her future girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That she's like, her <laughs> like that's she's insane. like, how did you find out? Like, yeah. and like, she's trying to, she's trying to have this like conversation that's taboo at the time. And I love like, how he, they, I love how decided. I just love how they use the movie to like, yeah. to conceal. How do you know you like, liked movies? You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's so, just like, it was such a cool way to convey yeah. it. Yeah. And and I feel like that was like a really great move on their part to show how taboo these conversations were back because they were in the nineties. There that was, it was like nineteen ninety nine, right? Ninety nine, I believe. Yeah, and yeah, they I guess they were taboo. It was very interesting to see that how they handled that conversation. Also, like uh, Mac was f- uh, fighting her, like she was dealing with her own mortality because she mm-hmm. found out she died at sixteen. You yeah. know, and it was just like it was super tough, especially as like that young to find out that you died at yeah. like 16. But one she's, of the, tw- she's 12. So it's like yeah, it's to know you're going to die in four yeah. years, that battle weigh on you. Well, the, like, what's, what's, one of the best moments, I feel like for for uh, not even as Mac is like as the show is an entirety is when she's breaking it down. She's just like, I have a shitty life like I yeah deal with so much and i keep thinking i'm gonna get out it's gonna be yep. okay and then i find out that this is what happened so what's the fucking point like that was one of those like hard hitting is like damn like yeah yeah i know what do you and say then to she gets like to that, meet you know? her brother who has like a great life who became a doctor because because of 
she of her through. yeah because she had like brain cancer and like he he wanted to make a difference and get his shit together so he became a doctor and has like a family and is trying to be a better father than their father was to them so it was a lot of like very cool character growth real life scenarios and like situations and drama that they were dealing with and in the background just crazy sci-fi time travel goodness (laughs) um so my favorite thing about this uh which i call this i call this image just purple rain um because it's (laughs) you know that's that's what it is so like when time travel happens and like this um i forgot what they're called the folds not the folds but like when uh when when the the people that control the timeline come back in time and the like old watch. um yeah the old watch when they come back uh they the sky turns purple because they're starting to oh, wipe everybody's mind the, and that's the their ablution. shit yeah so and that's why the sky turns this color so it it was just very interesting that they uh they did something like that like the and then you finally get to see the spaceship at the end of the show and uh, all the craziness that happened to them and why their minds didn't get wiped. We still don't really get a straight answer from from them in this season. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping we'll get one in the next season because I'm sure this will get a sequel. I was an but, ass. I mean, speaking... granted, I, I looked at it from a point of view. I didn't rank it as highly as you guys did. But do you see this getting a sequel? Like, is it that well liked? Do we know? I... I don't know. I don't know how well liked it is in like in like the world mm-hmm. but i really enjoyed it and i hope it gets a second season i'll definitely okay. watch a second season i would like to know what happens uh what time period did they end up in when they came back at the end right was that 88 again or that looked a little um a little older no uh yeah. with the cars or stuff but i oh, they, not... went, they went into the 1950s the future, you can tell by they, the look the way they looked at it okay the so it was the theater 50s. yeah too? So that's like 50, 60. Yeah, no, that's definitely the fit. Like you see like the the way the cars were, the people, the way the people were dressed and everything was like that. Like that is hard 50s right there. Um, Okay. Yeah. But um, I don't know if it's spoiler territory or not, but like, so you saw when What's-His-Name came out, the, um, the, what's his name? The funny guy with the beard. Yeah, I don't know what his name is, but. He was, he was the. I don't know his name in the show. He's the something (laughs) father in the show. Grandfather. Is no. it grandfather? No, I don't think it's grandfather. Something is it grandfather? Whatever the fuck he is. <laughs> but when he has a pet pterodactyl, I just want to say that. There's, oh, There's right. a reason for there being a pterodactyl. But um, Oh, yeah, the ship had like a million pterodactyls too, like flying around. And I was like, oh, snap. That's what I'm saying. When I, that's the one thing that made me pop. When I saw the pterodactyl, I was like, oh, okay. okay. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about. Here's a here's a little image from the comic books because yeah. I couldn't find a still from the show, but I got you, you know, yeah, there's so. a yeah, there's and I'm guessing that's him down in the, on the panel, bottom right. But he doesn't look exactly like that in the show. If no. you're fans of the um, the show, uh, fuck about in a million shows, man. I, don't know, I know, I the one about the, the league. Um, okay, yep, Rafi. He was in the league. yes, he was so he's such a funny actor. Like he's freaking great. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dan. No, I was just gonna say that um, I'm glad to see that there's a pterodactyl in there. Um, I personally forgot that, that he has. Larry. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> that he had a pet pterodactyl. I remember yeah. the pterodactyl from something else that they haven't gotten into yet in the show that yeah. they did get into in the book. But um, apparently that he could ride because it has a saddle on its neck. 
there's trust me there's there's I don't want to spoil it in case there is another season, but there's there's more to there being pterodactyls. Nice. Yeah. Speaking of Larry, why didn't he just shoot the pterodactyl? He was there like holding a shotgun at the end. Uh, what was it going to do, though? What was the shotgun going to do to a fucking pterodactyl? You think that's going to go I, through its skin? He could have shot the Godfather or, or quote unquote, I don't know his name. He yeah. could have shot anybody. But no, he stood there and got Ian. He could have shot the pterodactyl in the mouth. He could have done anything. He shot his own head. Like, no, he just stand there and get eaten. Like, I, I thought Larry was a dumb character, but that's just me. I mean, the way I'm looking at it, it's like he he's still new to this whole thing. He's still trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. He's the grandfather, yes. <laughs> and um, it's a pterodactyl. Like, this man's probably never shot a shotgun in his life, and now there's yeah. a pterodactyl in front of him. Like, <laughs> he panics. I, 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 that's completely believable. I guess so. I just, I, I guess, you know, if I was always taught if you pull a gun out on somebody, be ready to use it. And I guess he wasn't ready. So, you know. Yeah. No, he yep, was They never not. told you what to do if a pterodactyl shows up. That's Shoot true. <laughs> if that helps. If it's coming I mean. at me. I'm... Yeah, like, is that shotgun going to even matter? <laughs> I, I don't care. I'm going down swinging as opposed to just standing and staring at a pterodactyl gulp me like a fucking... Hey, well, we saw him die <laughs> twice. So. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Larry died twice. And the way what? Aaron told him he died, my God, that was harsh. Oh, it was one great, thing, though. One thing uh, I did want to mention, and referring back to the, my beginning statement with the jaw-dropping uh, moments, the, the moment old Aaron died, that really had me. Because I thought, yeah. you know, oh, it's like, oh, Ali Wong. It's like, it's a, it's a big wig. A that big was Ali you know? Wong? Yeah. Oh, my God. So I, so I was thinking, like, oh, since she's, like, such a big-name actress or a comedian slash whatever, mm-hmm. you know, I thought she was going to make it to the end. And so I wasn't expecting her to die there. And when she did die, I was like, oh, my God. Man, she was great for uh, as a drama actress. That's yeah, one thing I, I want to point I out. I felt so, too, because I've thing only I seen her, was, um... her, her comedy specials. So yeah. I've seen her kind of, like have this like an you know, off the hip funny kind of raunchy like you know talking and now i saw her this she's like very timid and she played that well that role yeah. really well uh you were saying dan yeah see i don't like comedians as anywhere near as much as you guys hardly at all so i remember disco when you first initially announced not announced but when we were talking about maybe doing the show and uh we saw the trailer and you're like oh ali wong's in it and you're like she's a comedian and instinctively my mind's just like fuck this show's gonna suck like well, the moment there's the comedian in the show is like, oh, they're gonna ruin this fucking show. Well, I think the the Rafi guy is also a comedian. Andre, he's, I think his name is I mean, Andre. I know him uh, as an actor. No, you know, like yeah, there's a couple people. There's a couple people in the league that are comedians actually. But no. the moment I see, but that's a comedy show. The Paper Girls is not a comedy show. So the moment you tell me there's a comedian in it, I was like, fuck. So once she, once her character popped up instinctively, I was like, just don't, just don't screw it up. Just don't screw it up. That's that's all I was thinking. You're right. She did. She proved me wrong. She did one hell of a job. Um, it's the first time I've ever seen this woman do anything. But um, no, she was. She was. Good. I never, I never saw her comedy specials because, like, she was talking a lot about motherhood and stuff, and I just, like, the jokes didn't resonate with me. I didn't really get them. I'm so, like every comedian. Um, <laughs> she's I mean, literally yeah. had like a tour while being pregnant. She's yeah. she's crazy. <laughs> Twice. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Both but, her Netflix uh, specials were yeah. when she was pregnant, which is hilarious. But yeah. Good for her, man. She she did great. I yeah, she was awesome De- as older. Definitely, Aaron, yeah. 
definitely expands on her resume. She, she's definitely yeah. got chops, so uh, that, that was good to see. But yeah, here's just another image I found when I just was looking for at Paper Girls. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, uh, this fourth image um, on your screen with this giant robotic thing in the background, mm-hmm. we, we got to see a little bit of in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, two giant mechs, or maybe this is not the same yeah, one. Yeah, I don't think you did. <laughs> We got to see some form of mechs. I couldn't really find images yep. of them because the show literally just released um, last week, so there's not many stills on the internet yet. Um, but we got to see these two giant robots duke it out. And, um, yeah, so this picture is just, like, it's very interesting for me because I see here a pterodactyl over here by the pterograde and then, like, more pterodactyls in the background. Um, this creature right here in the background is called a pterograde aka the water bear it's a microscopic creature uh super fucking cool it's an actual real life form tardigrade yeah what did i say tardigrade oh sorry tardigrade yeah sorry i heard grape but (laughs) oh no whatever the water bear um and um yeah it looks kind of cool too what kind of demon is that (laughs) yeah on the mountain (laughs) here yeah the that looks interesting. So uh, if if we do get a second season, I can't wait to see how they incorporate all these things in it. Um, and see, uh, and I'm wondering if like these right here, uh, like the 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 pink and the yellow people are related to the girls or or some type of form of them in different types of futures and the timeline. I feel like this one in the green here with the short hair is Aaron. Um, I don't well, see your mouse moving. I know uh, the green, the green old lady under the robot. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that looks like Erin, the way she looked in the show, and then like the two yellow girls in uh, under the demon, and then like the two pink girls under the tardigrade. I feel like they they might look similar to older versions, uh, crazier versions of the Paper Girls, but who knows? Uh, maybe they'll, um, maybe we'll see all this stuff in uh, future episodes of the paper girls i uh uh, i have uh three more things i just want to mention real quick uh Mm -hmm. uh first i i i'm curious uh, after finishing the season uh i'm curious about grandfather i Mm -hmm. i uh you know everybody kind of has their time period or if you're in the old watch or wearing all white and it's just interesting to see him leading the old watch and the way he dresses is like extremely casual. It's very flops. He had a Tupac shirt. He's got a flip flops with like, socks. Very liberal looking. As, and it's like interesting. Like I'm curious about his background, really. It's just like, where does he fit in all this? Why, how, is well, he, how did he get to the top? And why does he, uh, why is he uh, like in touch with culture even when he was like uh talking about max tape deck and like mm-hmm. he's just he like knows his his culture and his uh you know uh well she, well the lady from the hundred um uh mentioned that she was his partner at some point and then he Pri, chose uh, a desk job lady? yeah priori or something Pri, like Pri, that? priori prius she's a i don't prius. remember prius no. yeah prius <laughs> So, yeah, she had mentioned that he was her partner and then he chose a cushy desk job and whatnot. So um, maybe he knows about culture because he's traveled through time many, many times on missions and got to see stuff and, you know, uh, witness it or 
uh, you know, experience the culture. But Tupac. I'm, <laughs> I'm Tupac interested shirt. about him too. Um, but yeah, once you're once you're done with the things you want to talk about, I got a couple more things I want to mention here too about awesome. the conversations awesome. the girls they had. Yeah. Uh, secondly, uh, I thought it was interesting how they did time travel. Like mm-hmm. normally, it's like there's time relativity during like yeah. the, the jumps. And this one, there was kind of like no relativeness. It was like every time line is its own, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of interesting because it's, uh, you know, other time travel, it gets kind of confusing. And yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah. oh, he did this back then. So now this person in the future is like, you know, he's got a scar. And it's like mm-hmm. there, there really wasn't any of that. So it's kind of interesting just seeing. Which I well, want to say, I think there there was that in the comic. I could be completely wrong. Maybe I'm thinking And I think else, there is think that. There was that. But the grandfather was talking about how they go back and they fix tape that, over, quote unquote, yeah. right? So because the the STF go back and tape over the timeline to to try to change it from uh, uh, from what it is, and yeah. then the the old watch go go back and stop them and wipe everybody's minds and kind of reset it back to what it's supposed to be. So that's probably why there nothing is really changing because they're back and <clears throat> forth trying to change it, and you know. They're changing it. They're I, fixing uh, it. I thought that when he was explaining that part, he was referring back to that fold that opened that they uh, where they called in the level eight emergency mm-hmm. agent on the ground yeah. agent. Uh, I thought he was saying uh, referring back to that fold because usually she said that those folds are open up and close real quick. Yeah. But this one in particular was actually staying open and spewing out a bunch of stuff from 88 and, and 99. Mm-hmm. Uh, or wherever, uh, wherever they travel, I think it was ninety nine. Yeah, it was eighty. Uh, no, 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 29, 2019, 2019. and ninety nine, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it was interesting. I thought that's what he was referring to by you know the mixtape getting mixed up, not not like time relativity uh, jumping. Around. Well, if you travel back in time to change something, then it's it's once you change it, it changes the future, right? So that's the that's where the relativity comes in. But then the old watch goes back, stops that from happening, resets But what I'm it. saying is there is no relativity because if there was relativity, the moment Aaron went to the future, old Aaron would have known, but she had no idea. So there is no relativity. It's just Why would timeline. old Aaron know she's in the future? Because she would remember traveling. Oh, right, traveling. right. She was remember traveling, right. Sorry, sorry, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I did notice that, that none of them like remembered or and that's most likely because they erase people's memories so that could that's, be completely that wrong about this but i think too. i vaguely remember at one point in the comic something i don't know if it was the gunshot when aaron got shot mm-hmm. but there was something that happened where i remember aaron getting injured mm-hmm. and a scar did appear on older future, aaron okay. i think but she couldn't recall what had happened and i think yeah. that does relate back to the Wiping Mind wipes, but yeah, yeah. then again, this didn't that. happen. This didn't happen in the in the show, but and I could be making this up and remembering incorrectly. But no, but I, she I, did, uh, She got shot in the show, but we didn't see old Aaron. Old Aaron didn't mention it. She didn't even yeah. know those girls that were with her. Like and she didn't yeah. know any of this. I could see the ablution being a possible answer, but at the same time, when they uh, they had literally like in that first episode at the end of it, they had literally just arrived and. There's no way the ablution could have happened that quick. And, like, there was no lights, no nothing. So I, I feel like uh, they just arrived, and there's just no well, relativity. Well, here's the thing, right? So Unless if, you got let's say, earlier. like, they, they traveled, they but did all their they, things. she got ablutted earlier, the that moment they... That was a they, joke. I'm not... I'm not oh, no, okay. no, okay. what I'm saying is, like, let's, let's <laughs> say Aaron travels, they do their thing, the story ends with them going back into their proper time, 
right? Once that happens, they uplute her and then she never knows. And then it's just a, a paradox of a cycle that just keeps happening, if that <laughs> makes any sense, which but doesn't seem... What I'm yeah. saying is like at the uh, end of the first episode... No, I get that's why I'm that's oh, okay, okay, what my answer okay. is, right? Oh, because I see what you're like I they you. they let's say the story's over, they finally they they beat the bad guys they, or whatever, they lose, they bring them back to their time in 88 and they wipe everybody's minds. Nobody knows what happened and then the cycle kind of just repeats itself. Something like that. But this is why time travel is very confusing. <laughs> um that's so and funny. another that's thing what I was with, trying to that's what I was trying to say it's not super confusing but now that we got into it it's just like, <laughs> that's why that's why I'm not even bo- I'm not jumping in because I know once you if anything that's time travel whether it be a movie a show anything yeah, once yeah. you start actually breaking down it's you're, it's never gonna end I was like I'm just gonna let you guys talk it out I'll wait <laughs> but um the other thing with the time travel is that nothing happened when the older self and the younger self met usually that's a big no-no with time travel um at least in other shows it's like you never run into yourself or like cataclysmic things will happen so you can't so touch that was yourself and, and like uh, umbrella academy if you're by yourself too much you start getting like insanely yeah. sick you know usually there's some sort of consequence but not in this show it isn't <laughs> but still yeah. it's still really good um so that's what i was trying to say i guess was an interesting take on time travel and mm-hmm. like the working of the timeline uh so i'm, I'm curious to see what else we learn about that because i don't know it, it interests me that sci-fi geek stuff that that gets me all the time um uh and lastly uh i want to know more about tiff <laughs> i want to just back yeah. to time travel i want to know how she invents it i want to know all the details <laughs> but, yeah uh, she's the yeah. super genius the I Dr. forgot her last Quilkin. name. Yeah, the Quilkin Institute. Um, apparently, she's the the brainchild of all this uh, mm. stuff that happened. But yeah, and she's. I'm adopted. I'm looking forward to see these interest. Yes. So speaking of adopted, <laughs> that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about. They had like these crazy, life changing conversations, right? Mac finding out about her death. KJ finding out about her, um, like she's a lesbian. Tiffany finding out she's adopted, and like Aaron finding out that she does not nowhere near come close to what she wanted to be, right? And then and she has no relationship she, with her sister. Yes, yeah, no relationship with her sister. She also watches herself die, right? And like these are all very traumatic, life changing things. And they kind of just keep pushing forward and through all this stuff. So they have like you, you're facing your own death. You're struggling with your sexuality, uh, finding out you're adopted. And then and then like they they sit down and have this conversation about how to use a tampon. And it was really funny. One of the best conversations in the entire series. It was really interesting and very, very true. Because like I could imagine, right, you're you're in the 90s or the 80s. Again, these things were very taboo. Like, it's not like now on the internet where you can kind of like find anything. Like, you, this knowledge had to be passed down. Like, they pulled out like the instruction manual from the tampon box. Like, it was just mind blowing to see what they had to go through just to use a, a tampon. It's like, my goodness. Like, shout out to it, women. My God. It, it, that scene was so funny just because, even for a male perspective, where it kind of helped, I feel like, because I don't know anything what about tampons or pads. Exactly. So like, we don't know I was trip. just as lost as them. So yeah. it, was, it was really fun to watch. And then especially when they're like, 
uh, what does super and regular mean? And Max, like, it's probably the size or like, you know, I, the size I of your I vagina. Got, I think yeah. I got a super vagina. Yeah. I was dying, dying, like, I was and then I watched it with my girlfriend again, and I just, I was still laughing. It was such a good scene, the way the banter, like, flowed. And then, like, at the end, she's just like, I'm going to get you a diaper. Like, fuck that. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wonder how, like, un- what, like if it was uncomfortable or, or uncomfortable for them to have this, like, dialogue while filming. Like, I wonder if, like, they felt weird or awkward, like, doing this. I Honestly, mean, it I didn't- would say actors know but at the same time they're kids so yeah exactly so so that because it didn't show on screen right they were very like professional like they they did a fantastic job with that scene but i was just i'm wondering if like they they were they felt awkward like recording this it would be uh, i'm just it's just interesting but yeah after the scene they went home to ask their moms just be like what's a super vagina like (laughs) (laughs) yeah right um but yeah so let's do final thoughts about paper girls let's wrap this uh review up all right i can go first uh if they do another season yeah i'll watch it um to be perfectly honest this get this made me if anything want to go back to read reading the comic because i never mm-hmm. finished the comic I, I made it pretty far but uh i like many things i fell off so i'd be interested to go back from the beginning read it and see you know i'd be able to compare the two so nice yeah. if i actually get around doing that it's a whole nother story but yeah yeah that's true <laughs> I, uh, for me, um, as you know, like, uh, like, for example, like the Avatar, I didn't like it because the main person, wasn't he 12 too or some shit? Yeah. I, I didn't like oh, it because he was so young, but it was, to my shock, this show, uh, they're all super young, but it still worked for me. And, uh, like you, I like mean, that's said, how Stranger Things started, right? They were that age also, so. Yeah. And, uh, and like uh, like we said earlier, the, the actresses, their chops were just above and beyond. They really killed their roles. They really looked like their characters in the comic, too. So I uh, overall, I, I'm really satisfied with the show. And uh, uh, I'm just worried it's not going to get as much advertisement because I, I really haven't seen any. Like, you know, other things, I'll, I'll go on Instagram or YouTube and start seeing ads for, like, shows that I watch. But well, this did one, you guys hear about this before I ever even brought it up to you? Nope. Not not even. Amazon like, doesn't do a great job with advertising their shows. Literally, they, if you go on Amazon, like, all you see is a quick little picture, like, Paper Girls, and then that's it. They're, like, mm-hmm. not pushing it. So I feel like that would be a, a reason why they don't get a second season because they're not pushing it and, uh, you know, putting it in Honestly, people's face so they could be like, oh, what's this? I feel like Amazon Prime Video tax uh, credit or like a tax write-off for Amazon as a whole company. <laughs> they do it so they can like show that they are in a negative or whatever and then they can just write off their earnings from the other sides of like the Amazon. Because um, that's what like Amazon Prime does and that's what um, like uh, that's why they bought Whole Foods because all of this like is uh, helps them bring their their revenue down from their amazon web services which makes like the majority of their money so i I, since i since i have the with the new tv uh it's 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 like google tv Mm -hmm. and the way it works is i don't have to like go into whatever like app i want to use everything is on my home page so when i go on there it shows paper girls it shows the boys it shows invincible which are all amazon things i don't know if it's tailored towards me but at least on that they are promoting Amazon. Yeah. I think that's Google promoting it. I, not no, it's Amazon 100% yet. Google yeah. promoting. But I'm figuring maybe it's maybe they get promotion that way as opposed to Amazon because yeah. 
I get, I, you know, I, I believe you guys when you say that Amazon's not really pushing their shit. I don't pay attention to shows like that, so I mean, I, I don't when know. when have you ever seen a Wheel of Time commercial? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I've never heard a Wheel of Time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, about. exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, um, for me, I, I, I really enjoyed the show. I, I really do hope they get a second season. Can't wait to see how these actresses, um, like grow in their uh, acting chops and. Um, like, I, I yeah, it's just it, it, the show was definitely enjoyable. They had a lot of great conversations. It had a lot of um, like funny moments and like wow moments and just like there was craziness happening. And time travel is always fun to like deal with because like the uh, possibilities are endless. So uh, kudos to Paper Girls. Kudos to the actresses. Um, looking forward to a future second season. So. Last um, last thought. If I meet my twelve year old self randomly, I'm gonna give that man the people's elbow just to, just to, just to rough him up a little, teach him a few things. You're not gonna give him advice for the future. You're just gonna that, fuck him that up. Is, that is my advice. <laughs> Life sucks. Oh, that's very true. I wouldn't have to teach that to my twelve year old self. He knows already. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. But um, all right, yeah. So let's jump into some news. Um, Disco, you want to start? I'll start us off. Starting off with uh, some Brittany Griner news. Uh, she was just sentenced to nine years in a Russian prison for possession of uh, uh, narcotics drugs. Um, which is well, they crazy. charged her with possession and intention to smuggle or something like that. So that's yeah, why yeah, she uh, got nine years across like international lines and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so it's a uh, it's. It blows me away that they could do that. I mean, I guess it's law over there. I don't know if they're just trying to make it a case because she's American. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it what really, they're doing because of the war and how America's supporting Ukraine. I, uh, and... I'm for sure not. I mean, granted, uh, this just reminds me of like our Dubai trip. I'm just like, I'm for sure not even going to touch that because I. Yeah, please don't. I'm not bro. even going to bring. <laughs> I'm not trying to get locked up for nine years. So uh, like, it just made me think of that, and I, I hope. That the government or somebody helps Brittany Griner because that that seems just like I such heard a some talks about them doing a trade with one yeah, of the Russian prisoners that. here, but I don't know how far those talks have went. So yeah, so uh, it just that that's some news and uh, it just blew my mind. Like uh, especially in America where like we marijuana is kind of like legalizing and finally getting away from that like. Uh, demonic persona it's the devil yeah. it's satan's drug devil's lettuce it's like finally getting you know transitioning into like medicinal kind of like view and uh so th- that that's the only reason why i want to mention it as a as an avid smoker uh you know it hit, this one hits home <clears throat> next up we have some britney uh brianna taylor i'm sorry brianna taylor news uh two years later they're finally prosecuting uh detectives that falsified the affidavit uh mm-hmm. to enter britney brianna i don't know why i keep saying britney because from the first article yeah. brianna taylor's house uh they finally are prosecuting for that and also the other people for uh falsifying the story to cover up uh mm-hmm. that whole incident so uh it's it's uh, granted it took two years but it's you know it's finally good to see uh the steps being taken to to bring those people to justice uh so some good news for Brianna Taylor there and her family to finally to finally get some sort of closure in that department. Um, yeah, it's it's great. Uh, finally, 
uh, hopefully with these precedents of cops um, not being above the law and like getting um, justice served properly uh, if they make mistakes like this and blatant mistakes whether it's because of racism or whatnot um, you know uh, you have to be held accountable so uh, it's it's good to see it doesn't matter if you have a badge or wearing blue or not. You know, you you have to be responsible and accountable for your your like uh, your actions, a, and you can't just wow wow west that shit and just be like boom. As someone, da, 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 da. Like, I, like yeah, that's just madness, man. As someone who had to get uh, naturalized as a citizen for this country and like having to study for that exam, one of the things is. Um, the rule of law is that no one's above the law and unfortunately that's not always the case uh but in this case thank god they were able to you know uh bring these people uh to justice and um hopefully this continues yep so some good news there uh that's it for my current news i have some entertainment news uh andor season two is uh, gonna begin filming in november uh, which is crazy because season one hasn't even came out. So I'm yeah, I know. Really... Season one doesn't suck first. Like, can we do that yeah. first? Like, <laughs> I know I, right? the trailer so... looked good. I'll give you that. The trailer looked good. I enjoy Rogue One. I enjoy the character. But I will be the first to say if this show sucks, it's it sucks. So like, speaking, I, I don't speaking like, especially of... with with uh, Star Wars track record, like, <laughs> I. I I wouldn't put all my my eggs in a basket. Like, well, the problem like is everybody that. likes every show with the exception of like Boba Fett, like. Yeah. Mandalorian comes out. Oh, he's he's a little baby, little baby Yoda. We're fine. It's a great show. It's not. It's not. But people want to say it is. <laughs> you take Baby yeah. Yoda out or Grogu, whatever you want to call him. It's it's the garbagest show ever. <laughs> Honestly, Grogu saved that whole uh that whole show, and uh, it just add that like flavor and flair. Just took the world by storm. Even kids are like Grogu. Women are like Grogu, so cute. Men yeah. are like, damn, I wish I had a Grogu, like, or I wish I had Mando suit and Grogu. <laughs> uh, um, so speaking of Andor, and uh, Dan mentioned the trailer was good. Go check out the trailer reacts, and don't forget to you know, like, subscribe, share, and comment below. Let us know what you think about the upcoming Andor show and the news of a new season. So um, go ahead and do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us know what you think of Paper Girls too, if you're watching this. Um, yeah. Next, uh, a possible season two of Moon Knight. Oscar Isaac and director Mohammed Diab. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Uh, um, yeah, Diab. Yeah, Diab. Okay, yeah. So they uh, teased on social medias uh, that there could possibly a return of Moon Knight. Uh, so Moon mm -hmm. Knight season two. After uh, you know, after that first season, it, I think it really got a lot of good accolades due they to were, uh, Oscar Isaac's performance, the, the overall recorded... tone of the show, and uh, you know they addressed little mental health issues in there too. So I feel like you know overall it kind of like really got a got a crowd going. And and as someone who watched it too, I uh, I genuinely could give two shits about Moon Knight, but this show uh, with Oscar Isaac's performance, they. Uh, they got me a little interested. They piqued my interest. I like their outfits and, and the little uh, twist at the end where there's a third uh, personality. I, I really wanted to know more about him at the end, and it sucked that they were like, no more. Uh, so it's kind of cool uh, that they're getting a, possibly getting a season two. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. 
I mean, it is what it is. They were in Cairo when they recorded. They were in Cairo when they recorded that reel uh, that they posted on Instagram. And um, yeah, uh, do I want a season two? The 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 show was okay. I was I was not the biggest fan of it. Um, have a uh, Rudy here asking how accurate is the Egyptian take? Um, it was like it was like it was all about ancient Egypt. You didn't really see much of modern Egypt or the people or whatever you got you saw it in passing like the story wasn't about them it, it also had that really cheesy corny line at the end with the girl his wife, oh, wife. And she became and she's like are you an egyptian superhero and she was like yes and i was just like oh my god like just stop. <laughs> that but, that was cheesy but i did like her outfit <laughs> like, no yeah she looked great and like she's a great actress and everything she's in rami and like she she's amazing but you know that line was cheesy they really could have done and anything else but overall you know like no show is perfect nothing is perfect listen shout out to the director he's egyptian he really showed how beautiful egypt is uh in the show he really showed how cool the um ancient egyptian god mythology and like the pyramids and like how cool that stuff can be so shout out to him um for showing that um but uh, i mean otherwise we didn't really get to see much of like Egypt, Egypt, which um, has nothing to do with the story, you know. So it is what it is. I sure look like trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Not for everybody. Can't win everybody's hearts. Next up, Peacemaker season two uh, may start filming next year, twenty twenty three. It's a possibility. Uh, I know Eslam has maybe some contradicting news that he might want to be uh, talking about later, but we'll we'll get to that. Next, uh, Fox announces a possible 24 uh, reincarnation. The show 24 with Jack Bauer, uh, Kiefer Sutherland may return. There was talks uh, last November that they are, are, are trying to bring back the 24 show with the original uh, character, Jack Bauer. Uh, they, they've, like, uh, they've had a couple... Uh, reboots with new characters and spinoffs but it, they didn't do so well cancels after first uh seasons so uh, uh i think everybody just wants to see Kiefer come back and kick some butt the way season eight ended it was like up in the air you don't know what's happening he's running away from russian people and uh you know american u.s agents oh and, i wonder so why he, they want to bring it back <laughs> yep i didn't even think about that that's so funny but uh I, yeah i used to watch that like in my early teen years, even with my dad when he was still alive. So that show always has a special place in my heart. And so I really do hope they bring it back, even though Kiefer Sutherland is probably like a million years old now. <laughs> so uh, I'm hoping they do bring that back. Uh, but, uh, you know, if they don't, at least at least they're fighting for it. There's like constant talk like Jack Bauer, Jack Bauer. Hopefully one of these days it will catch and uh, they'll get the chance. And that wraps up my news. I tried watching 24. I saw like half of the first season. I was like, this show is pure action. Pure action. I'm getting the fuck out of here. I have no adrenaline here. I have, (laughs) there's nothing for me here. I'm out. (laughs) It's just Um, adrenaline and terrorists, like counter terrorist unit. uh, I was like, they took everything I don't enjoy and put it in one show. I was like, wow. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for real. Um, Dan, you want to go next? Sure. Um, so I got a decent amount of wrestling news. Uh, I could do a share screen thing if you'd like, Aslam. I was, I was Go for it. 
So, first off, Love I would it. like to talk about MJF. Now, last time I talked about MJF, he was giving his pipe bomb. Where, if you remember, it was uh, right after an AEW pay-per-view, he went out. Is my screen sharing? Or no? Nope. You got to... There, there we go. Zoom, but, up on, um, zoom up on the picture, maybe. Oh, there you go. You got it. Can I do that? Mm-hmm. How's that? Ooh, yeah, better. Text. Zoomed in. Oh my, oh my God. (laughs) But, um, no, so MJF, uh, last time I talked about him here on the podcast, he (laughs) gave this big pipe bomb. Mm -hmm. And uh, he talked about uh, he wants to leave AEW. He hates Tony Khan. He feels like he's not getting paid enough, blah, blah, blah. And then he cursed him out on live TV, said, fire me, fire me, fire me, you goddamn Mark, or something along those lines. So ever since then, MJF hasn't been on TV. Nobody's mentioned him by name, and he's just been missing. Um, he Damn, finally, did they take care of him? And the thing is, remember, everyone's like, is it storyline? We all assumed it was storyline, and it still might be storyline. It's just they're treating it so well. They're really keeping a kayfabe to the point where it's just like they're all acting like this man's not in any way uh, associated with them. But um, now it's just like he suddenly emerged in New Jersey, of all places. He was filming for uh, an episode of Impractical Jokers. So MJF is out there. Um, he's just not being mentioned in the world of uh, pro wrestling right now. So, yeah. <laughs> he's doing that. And then I want to talk about something else. So as you guys uh, know, I've talked about quite a few times. Ric Flair had his last match. Woo! And uh, it, it, I saw it. I got to watch it happen. I got to witness Ric Flair's last match. And uh, I cannot wait for you to see this image as soon as it starts sharing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) bro, that picture is like a million (laughs) dollars. My God, what did they do to him? He didn't. Why does his thigh look like that? Yo, his thigh looks (laughs) inflated. Oh my God! This is towards the end of the match. Um, Rick was doing pretty good, and then at like the ten minute mark, uh, or ten minutes left in the match. He, you could tell this man was he was he was gassed like he yeah. he didn't have much left in him they were they were kind he's of ancient he's like, 73 years old yeah 73 years old my um <laughs> but what's it called no man so rick he did his thing he did his moves he put on a show um at one point in the match he faked a heart attack and it worked <laughs> 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 which of course He's the dirtiest player of the game. That's what he does. So he faked a heart attack. The thing is, when he faked his heart attack, he did it in front of his family. That was ringside. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. They're like, stop Um, the match. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like the guy who he was going against, Jay Lethal from Elizabeth, New Jersey, one of his opponents, was just like, uh, he stops. Like, oh, my God, Rick, are you okay? Then Rick goes back and he attacks him. Like, everything's fine. But um, Shout out to Shot Nuke for tuning in. Yep, yep. Thank you, Shot Nuke, for, for popping up in here. Um, so yeah, I have another image here, Eslam. Um, yeah, I'm gonna show you that. There were some other people that were ringside during this match. There were many, many legends that showed up to honor Ric Flair. Um, three of which were sitting ringside, as you can see in this image right here. My god, <laughs> Brett the Hitman Hart, Mick Foley, and The Undertaker all sat oh ringside. Damn, for this match, all um, old as fuck, that, too. That was my Jeez. whole childhood right there. Yeah. <laughs> So um, they they were there. Uh, overall, it wasn't bad. It was a nice showing. A lot of people <laughs> gave. Uh, a lot of people showed up to do like uh, you know, thank you, Rick. Things you had people back from his uh, Jim Crockett days from back in the day. Um, Cody Rhodes uh, popped up a lot of times. Say stuff. DDP was there uh, as well. 
Um, Bret Hart is very good. Rudy, I would not say he's the best, but he's very good. One of the best. Um, but yeah, no, it was a, it was a great show. And it's funny because at one point, um, they, before the show, had, like before the last match had started, they were interviewing like some of the wrestlers who were sitting in the crowd and they asked Mick Foley, who's sitting next to his son. He's like, Hey, how do you, how do you like the show? Blah, blah. And he's like, well, I can't say this because I'm technically under contract with them, but my son here says that this is much better than SummerSlam was yesterday, <laughs> 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 which, um, speaking of which I'm going to move on to my next story. Hold up. Hold up. I just want to say, if they bring back 24, I feel like uh, uh, that's what Jack Bauer is going to look like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. 100%. <laughs> All right. Now I want to move on to SummerSlam, which, uh, like Mick Foley had mentioned, the thing with SummerSlam is there was a lot of big things. This is the first ever Triple H produced pay-per-view. I'm showing this image specifically because Bailey, who is out with an injury in the middle, she was ready to come back. She's one of the best wrestlers in WWE. She's been gone for a while. We're like, when's Bailey showing up? She shows up. Not only does she show up, she shows up with Io Shirai, now known as Io Sky, the girl on the left, who was in NXT and was just gone. Arguably one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. Where was she this whole time? She was just taken off of TV. Triple H comes back, she's back. And yeah. then you have the girl on the right, um, Dakota Kai, she was one of the people that got fired from WWE under Vince McMahon's regime. As soon as Triple H is put back in charge, boom, she's back. And they put, the the <laughs> they put them all together. They put them all into they put them all together to form a brand new faction, which apparently Vince McMahon found like they pro, they pitched it to him and he shut it down. He's like, No, this is stupid, we're not gonna do it. Yeah. Triple H does it, they come out and everybody loses their mind. This is one of the biggest moments in all of SummerSlam. The fact that these three have created a faction. You know what else is? The guy's hat. Come on. Fucking huge. Yeah. That shit was <laughs> so funny. I, know, I Rudy, just want to get my point out before yeah, you guys talked about Rudy it. Rudy was like, that is the, the that man has the strongest neck in the world with that hat. Like, my God. That is, Why you is see the so little big? title. You see the little title. On yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> I want to see I want to see Drake rock that in his next music video. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's funny, man. So another <laughs> thing that had occurred during the SummerSlam pay-per-view is we got the main event, which was Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for like the millionth time. But this time was entertaining. I can't remember the last time these two fought once in the, uh, each other, and it was actually entertaining. Yeah. So th there's a bunch of Google images I have here, so I'm going to just select one at random. There we go. So that's a tractor holding up a ring. Oh, I saw I did <laughs> I saw see this. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when the match started, Roman Reigns comes out in all his Roman Reigns glory, and then um, Brock Lesnar shows up, and then next to the entrance, for some reason, there's a tractor. And, of course, Brock Lesnar being who he is, he gets in the tractor, he drives it up to the ring, he climbs on top of it, and then um, he starts talking shit. He grabs a mic, and then Roman Reigns pulls off one of the, what many people are considering the coolest thing ever. Brock Lesnar throws the the, the microphone at Roman, who then proceeds to catch it in the coolest fashionable way, looks at the camera and winks. Everyone's like, God damn, that's why he's champion. And then they proceeded <laughs> to have this insane last man standing match, which in the end, as you could see, Brock Lesnar goes back in the ring and he tilts it up while Roman was in it and Roman goes falling and rolling out the ring and he falls ringside. Mm. Um, one hell of a match. Uh, this is supposedly the, the last match that they're having. And then this was the end result where there's a pile underneath Roman and underneath that pile is Brock Lesnar. 
<laughs> I see legs. <laughs> Man, skip oh. leg day. Why does his legs look so small? Yeah. Yo, I thought that I was would, a child. I would never be able to tell that was Brock. You know, I always picture yeah. Brock as this like trolling, huge, hulking, like yeah. orc type character. <laughs> He's got fucking, I don't even know. So, like Rick and Morty legs. Yeah. So this was a last man standing match, meaning that the only way you could win is by keeping your opponent down for a count of ten. They kept on knocking each other down. And they kept on getting up, and then Roman said, "Fuck it, I'm going to take everything I could find and put it on top of this man." <laughs> <laughs> and that's how he wins the match. Um, so that was the main event, but there were a lot of highlights. Uh, Pat McAfee had another match. This was probably his worst match that he's had. Sorry, Rudy, um, but he was there. He did his thing. Uh, Logan Paul had a match as well, and the man killed it. Can't deny it. The man had one hell of a match. Uh, of course, he was in there with The Miz. The Miz is somebody who knows how to make people look good. He's not the greatest wrestler, but he is one of the best sellers. He knows how to make people look good. And uh, the last bit of wrestling news I would like to talk about, and you guys are going to enjoy this image as well, uh, is Monday Night Raw following SummerSlam. So... <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Just look at that face. Look at that intensity. I love it. I love it. (laughs) So I just want to talk about Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw has not been entertaining for the longest time because it's a three-hour show. It's long. It's boring. Who cares? They focus on, like, what Roman's doing. This episode of Monday Night Raw, they told – there was storytelling. I haven't seen this on Raw in years. There was actual storytelling. They focused on four main stories, and they were carried throughout – perfectly throughout the show. And you can truly see the effects of Triple H running uh, the storylines, which, thank God, you know what I'm saying? The thing is with uh, Montez Ford, uh, that guy right there, he's a tag team wrestler who people have been <laughs> saying for years he's probably going to get moved into being a uh, a singles wrestler. So the man's been getting big, as you can see in this image. He looks kind of big. He used to just be like this little skinny dude, just this little skinny dude. And he's been putting in work. He's been like getting all big and huge and everything, and he's proven that. He, he, you know, he's going to get that spot. So he's, um, he's one of the people that looks like he's going to move forward. He's going to get a push. And we all know with Triple H going in there, if you put in the work, he likes pushing it. He likes pushing people who deserve it. So uh, overall, wrestling's been good. I did not get a chance to see Dynamite. And I will cover more G1 Climax next week. I'm saving that. Oops. So nice. uh, that, That's good. That's good. Can't, can't that's Climax every wrestling. week, you know. That's all I got for my wrestling. Yeah. So, so uh, has, has wrestling, just a sidebar, I guess, have, uh, have they do you mean wrestling uh, or WWE? Re- uh, s- <laughs> ah. <laughs> that confused the shit out of Rest, me. Wrestling? I don't know. Okay. The one that changed their rating. That has, that, actually, has that taken effect yet? Or, or that's uh, WWE. Is- so what happened was uh, Monday Night Raw. They there was the rumor that they're like, yeah, we're going TV fourteen, and then it turns out that that didn't happen. Mm. <laughs> so they didn't I go see, TV fourteen, but <clears throat> they just proved under Triple H's regime they don't really need to. Hmm. At least, yeah. I mean, it always comes down to the writers. Even with if with any other show, regular yeah. show, it's like it's always the writing that carries. Oh. Uh, you know, the found, it's like the foundation of everything. Pretty exactly. Much, so. When he was running NXT, NXT was the best wrestling show in the world, and that wasn't a TV fourteen rating. That was PG as well. But mm-hmm. it was just so well written. It was so it was done so well that you know that's why now seeing him not only have NXT, he literally has all of WWE under his regime now. It's you're we're already seeing the fruits of that. We're already seeing it work out. So just can't I can't wait to see more of what WWE brings. Oh, that's it's cool, man. Um 
good what? to see. Another side note. I love that response. I appreciate it. Um, no, that was, the, that was the. I wasn't listening to anything you were 100%. saying. One hundred percent. That's crazy. I, I was listening to what he was said. Like, well, that's that's cool, man. I just wanted. I just, I just wanted to say that I, I'm loving your guys' screen share pictures during the news. It kind of gives you something to look at, and like, it's really engaging for for like me at least. <laughs> So, uh, that's cool. What, what if I, I like tell that. you I had none of that ready, and then when I saw Eslam sharing screen sharing his shit, I was prepping that the entire time, in the middle of doing this episode. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, well, it's perfect because it worked out. You had all the perfect images. It's it just nice to see something that it was attached to what you were saying instead of yep. just like uh, trying to imagine it. Even though you especially, guys on the especially the seeing the, the tractor. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That hat was big as hell. You can't knock that. Dude, I remember watching it live thinking it was a big hat. <laughs> Time for my news. My news will be all about DC. Um, DC and Warner Brothers and Discovery, a.k.a. Warner Brothers Discovery, um, has started making moves with the future of the DC Cinematic Universe. And they started that by canceling Batgirl. Batgirl has been officially canceled. They have shelved the project. It was already near completion, but they decided to go ahead and shelve it because um, they want to start anew. They want to restructure and they want to focus on quality. With that said, um, not saying that Batgirl was uh, a bad movie, but it's just not in line with what they want to do. What I'm going to say next is speculation, but these projects that were announced before the merger, like Batgirl, Supergirl, and uh, Blue Beetle, they were all announced uh, after the allegations of Ray Fisher saying that there was racism on set, all the stuff that was happening with Jeff John, Joss Whedon, and... Um, Gal Gadot. Uh, no, not Gal Gadot. Um, what's his she name? Had, she had complaints. Walter Hamada. Too, yeah, she had complaints about Joss Whedon with that scene where the flash falls on her and he's touching her boobs and stuff like that. Like, she's like, that didn't need to be in there. And she was 100% right. It didn't need to be. It didn't help anything, right? And it but, wasn't uh, even, like, that funny of a scene. So, But this is the response from the directors of the um, of the Bad Girl sh uh, show, uh, who also happened to be, I think, uh, they're, they're Muslim. No, they're two guys. Um uh, they say we were saddened and at a wedding. I remember reading. Oh, okay. Uh, they said we are saddened and shocked by the news. Uh, we still can't believe it. As directors, it is critical that our work be shown to uh, audience. And while the film was uh, far from finished, we wish that fans all over the world would have had an opportunity uh, to see and embrace the f uh, the final film themselves. Maybe one day they will. Inshallah. Our amazing cast and crew did a tremendous job and worked so hard to bring Batgirl to life. Uh, we are forever grateful to have been a part of the team. It was dream to work with such fantastic actors like Michael Keaton, J.K. Simmons, Brendan Fraser, Jacob uh, Scepio, uh, Corey Johnson, Rebecca Front, and especially the great Leslie Grace, who will, would have portrayed Batgirl. I don't know how to take this news. It is what it is, but um, Warner Brother Discovery needs to really make uh, these tough decisions on how they want to move with the future of the DC Cinematic Universe. And actually, right before the podcast, they were saying that uh, they will do a DCEU reset and they will adopt a 10-year plan 
moving forward with the with the content and focus more on quality. Uh, sounds sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they're trying to emulate. Marvel, uh, they're trying to emulate the MCU, and they and they state they've stated that they want to focus on. They're making a specific team that will handle just the DC projects and the ten-year plan, similar to what uh, the structure at Disney, but with the uh, with more sustainable growth. So. What's happening with Disney right now with their Phase Four is kind of flopping. It's not doing that great. Other shows that could be on the chopping block is, um, or movies um, that could be on the chopping block is Supergirl, and then uh, Blue Beetle. So Supergirl and Batgirl were supposed to take the places of Henry Cavill. Ben Affleck. Thank you, Ben Affleck. Um, like brain dead. Um, so uh, and after like Warner Warner Brothers Discovery took control and they started doing these moves ben affleck has actually now gone back to being the batman and is reshooting scenes with uh for the movie uh aquaman the lost kingdom so he will be reprising his role in that uh it is a rumor but it is currently rumored that aquaman uh the lost kingdom uh shazam uh fury of the gods and the flash are all getting new release dates as the studio is currently retooling each film in preparation for release so they're making their edits their, uh, to these movies and reshoots so they can, when they release them, <clears throat> it will go along with the plan that they are currently working on and making. I uh, Just quickly, uh, I, <laughs> since the movie's already done, I just feel like they should release that. Like, like they did Snyderverse, just like a separate entity. Unless the movie sucked, but you said it didn't. I mean, maybe, it wasn't they're just, maybe they're just well, saying that. the movie was finished filming. It wasn't finished post-production, yeah. right? So uh, they already spent like uh, 70 or $90 million on it. They said they're just going to do a tax write-off um, So with the movie. Um, but I guess they watched it. They weren't super-duper impressed with it or it just didn't go along with the plan that they were trying to make. <clears throat> so they decided to shelf it. Will we ever get a release of this movie in the future? Who knows? It is always a possibility. It happened with the Snyder Cut, um, and it can happen with this one as well. But we will see. Rudy um, asked, is uh, Robert Pattinson in a different universe? There's two Batmans now? Yes. It fucking better be. Yes, so Robert Pattinson's The Batman has nothing to do with uh, the Snyderverse. Let's um, keep it that It is, is completely separate. It's completely different. Uh, speaking of Robert Pattinson's Batman... Uh, they had mentioned it's getting a sequel, but it has not been confirmed yet by Warner Brothers Discovery, which I hope they actually do. It would be really dumb of them to uh, put this movie on a chopping block and not re- do a sequel when the first one was so successful. And it has nothing to do with your future plans. Now, you can make it have something to do with your future plans if you want to tie that universe with whatever. But your standalone joker did well your standalone batman did well they had nothing to do with each other they had nothing to do with the Snyderverse. there doesn't seem to be a reason why we would need to cancel this movie they make a sequel to batman or joker yes i'll be happy yes i'll see it but if they were to come out right now and say we're that's it they're one and done i will be just as happy I don't know if I would be happy. I mean, the movie was great as a standalone. Um, there's room for a sequel, but it ended where, you know, it, it tied everything up pretty well not having a sequel. But I would love for it to have a sequel, you know. It was and what great. Rudy said is what we've been saying for the longest time. Not everything needs to be connected. No, and that's fine. Yeah. The Batman doesn't need to be connected. I'm not saying to, to you. Future, I'm just saying yeah. in general. 
I'm just saying, like, this is something that you as as well, Aslan, we've been saying for the longest time. Yeah. Just because Marvel has all their shit connected doesn't mean DCS do the same. We we've mentioned many times they could have they if they want to, which it looks like they might be doing, they could have like a separate like here's the DC universe and mm-hmm. then here's the separate standalone movies. So we'll see, but I could so, go for a, uh, a a Catwoman spinoff. <laughs> That's just me, though. I think for right now, you can be a hundred percent sure that you're not going to be getting a spinoff from every single thing they're making. Right? They're they're creating a team. They're they're going to do this properly, and they're going to not just start throwing money around and just making spinoff after spinoff after spinoff. And that doesn't make them profitable. So, right? so their biggest goal right now is to, to make this company that was hemorrhaging money be profitable again. So they have to be smart about the movies that they put out and the shows that they put out. We got confirmation today from Lady Gaga that she will be in the sequel to The Joker, um, which I will be playing for you here. So this is what she posted on her Instagram. It was, it was pretty cool. There's some music playing in the background, but... The movie is called Joker uh, Folly Adieu, and Folly Adieu stands for uh, it is a delusion or mental illness shared by two people in close association, which um, I think is very good for them to call it that. I, I looked it up. I didn't know that it meant that. I just thought it was like French for like a sequel or something, but it turned out <laughs> to be. Two, yeah, it's just like, yeah, all right, Folly Adieu, yeah. So it's it's just very interesting that they're already telling you that she will she will be playing Harley Quinn. She will have the same uh, mental illness as him, and it's going to be very interesting to see their interaction. They had mentioned Has that before. Been confirmed. She confirmed that she, she released this. She confirmed she's going to be in it. Has she confirmed that she's going to play Harley Quinn and have the same mental illness? Well, I think if you I watch mean, this speculated. video, I mean, if you watch this video, I think it pretty much confirms it, right? She's dancing with him. I mean, I, get I think it, but she'll I, be. I mean, it's not like not a, necessarily a specifically confirmed, saying. Said yeah. anything, I mean, sure, she's not saying she assume. will be Harley Quinn, yeah, but yeah. you know, I just it, okay. I'm just, just going to know if anybody flat out said it. I'm curious. No. I'm curious their dynamic in the movie because, like, especially in the Harley Quinn show, the animated series, and a lot of like the the other animated series, like Batman and all that stuff, like just like, you. Uh, Joker treats Lady uh, treats Lady Gaga treats Harley Quinn like crap. So I'm curious if it's like the same dynamic. You know, Joker treats Harley because Quinn like Joker, property. Joker um. in the first movie kind of just seemed like a timid, broken guy. So I, I I don't see him like being that like excessive dickhead to uh, to a to a Harley Quinn type character. But well, you know, he, I, I'm curious to see. He wasn't fully Joker. Right, he was still in the beginning. He became Joker oh, at the end that, when he killed. That is true. Right, so we Those don't things. know how much time has gone between the first and second movie. We don't know how much he has evolved with his illness. So there's there's a lot to be left up to the writers to you know to to do what they do and create a great story. So here's hoping for that. Um, all right, we covered that. Um, we covered the crap management at wb uh ben affleck is coming back and the final piece of news from warner brothers discovery um is that they will be merging um hbo max and discovery plus 
So um, I took it upon myself to create a little uh, GIF here, um, <laughs> right? You got Discovery Plus, HBO Max, you know, Fusion. For, for, for all our listeners out there, I say GIF, I'm here to represent you. I just want you to know that. Um, yeah, whatever, GIF, <laughs> GIF. I, I honestly just don't care anymore. You don't say giraffe, do you? Exactly. I don't give a fuck, bro. <laughs> I, I honestly don't. I'll say giraffe if I want to. You can't tell me it's wrong. You can say um, giraffe if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. Yeah, I, c- I can identify as a giraffe too. Look, what are you going to do about it? Um, tomato, tomato, giraffe, giraffe. Yeah, exactly. So you have Warner Brothers Discovery merging. Um, uh, sorry, HBO Max and Discovery Plus merging. Content is going to be combined. So Disco had mentioned the... Um, season two of the peacemaker starting to film i mean hopefully it goes through but at this point it's still in speculation i don't think they still know what they want to do with the with their shows and their content on either platform but they will start combining it um and we should have a new platform uh the summer of 2023 launching um don't know the name of it yet whether it's going to take one name or the other or it's going to be a combination of both um i mean if they're smart they're going to call it hbo max and act like discovery plus doesn't exist because they can call it hbo discovery you know (laughs) yeah or Um, just keep it hbo max like who gives a shit about the discovery plus portion of it really they're gonna be hbo (laughs) d max hbo discovery max (laughs) yeah 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 hbo discovery hbo max makes the most sense yeah um, it does because that's the name most people know. Um, They're gonna say HBO Plus. <laughs> um, Henry mentioned this says isn't HBO getting seventy percent of their staff reduced? It could be Henry. They're doing a lot of cuts and a lot of layoffs. Um, I, I read that in an article that they're stopping all like written shows and they're cutting staff, uh, like he mentioned. Uh, yeah, I didn't read too deep into it, but it sounds like they're they're. Uh, yeah, they're definitely making cuts again. Their their main priority is to make the company profitable, so they need to to do that for now until they can merge everything properly. Uh, start putting out shows that will be profitable for them um and uh we'll see what happens after that but i'm really proud of my my gif or gif whatever that i made about this fusion and um yeah i just wanted to show it off uh this is the new dc regime and i'm looking forward to what comes out of it i really hope it is profitable i really hope they create great movies and content and uh i really hope they can keep the batman in this uh new movement that they're doing uh what do you guys think about all this news i i'm not a big fan of dcs y'all know that i mean uh at least not their movies uh their comics are are something to be said uh you know something else to be said but their movies i don't know they've always been lackluster that's Uh, because of the management and stuff like that and that's what they're getting rid of so that's why we're hoping this is a move in the right direction you know so so yep so exactly that sentiment i hope it's a step in the right direction because they've they've had some hit or misses a lot of it's been misses but you know Mm -hmm. let's see where it goes uh dan yeah um in terms of this stuff the hbo max stuff or warner stuff as uh, anyway um I don't know. I, I am a fan of uh, most of the movies, but l- let's be real. At the end of the day, most comic book movies, whether it's Marvel, DC, or anyone else, majority of them are not good. They're not good. So I would like to see something different overall. I think we were we have been oversaturated with them. Um, 
and they're just becoming annoying now. But I wouldn't say majority isn't not good. In, in my, you know. I've been, I've yeah, been no, shooting on all these movies for years. You know, I, I, it's just the I agree world's with, finally catching up to where I'm at. I agree with both your statements. <laughs> I think yeah. the Superman like motif like caught on. And everybody's like, oh, this is making money. Let's fucking just keep manufacturing that, spamming it out, and and now. Now that there were just too many superhero movies, it's like they're all trash. It's like okay, yeah. same as the mm-hmm. last one. That's okay, what I'm between the same between the movies, same as shows. that other brand. Like you know, it's like it's just kind of the same. Whether shit. it's DC doing a shitty Titan show or Marvel doing a shitty Moon Knight show, I could care less about either one or their movie. So it's just like I kind of hope it's in the right direction. Uh, I hope that they do something different. Mm-hmm. Once again, this is one of those things where, honest to God, if they were just like, we're not making any more content, okay. <laughs> like I'm, Listen, I'm, I'm perfectly uh, fine with that. The only thing that I'm worried about is like when uh not I mean not worried but like um disappointed with is that the HBO losing their scripted content because the scripted content is very good. Uh I hope they they end up keeping some of their scripted content. Um uh, I think Discovery Plus has the uh quote unquote unscripted content like the the like the real life bullshit shows and nobody ever seen anything on that app <laughs> yeah so like reality like reality shows or? yeah like reality shows which are our scripted content you know what i mean um hopefully again it is a move in the right direction my final thoughts is that i hope this succeeds i hope dc succeeds i really love the brand i love their superheroes so hopefully we get good content from the um, from the new management um Everybody, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and comment below. Tell us what you think about the DC uh, news that we just talked about. Um, Tell us what you think about, uh, you know, Paper Girls and that review. Uh, Interact with us, engage. We we love hearing from you. Let us know Uh, if you want Ric Flair to fight again. Yeah, yeah. Let, Let me know, know if you want the a Catwoman spinoff, or am I the only one? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's we you, bro. That's we you. had one, and it was total yeah. shit. I saw what uh, happened last time. I'm good. Yeah. Um. So go <laughs> check it, out. It's not. It didn't. All right. Have, we're, uh, yeah, we're done with this. Let's go. Loswiseguys.com. Wow, go check it me. out. Um. Go check out Loswiseguys.com. Bunch of great content on it, and um. Uh, if you like what you hear, follow us on social media. Let's go. Like, subscribe, share, rate, review. Um, Thank you for listening and have a great week.